from Corner to Corner proudly presents the Mount Rushmore's of Wrestling, where we talk about heels, faces, tag teams, and many things more. Here are your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. And welcome back to another episode of Mount Rushmore Wrestling and more. Top 20. Top 20. We have went through our first 30 on the top 50 list. We are now, we're now, I mean, we're at the top of the hill. Yeah. We can see that rock monument ahead with those five faces on it. So... I think that uh, people have enjoyed this. I hope they have, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, again, um, you know, there are there's been some disagreement as to the rankings of uh, people, Which but we totally expected. We expected that, so we hope that uh, it's got you thinking. It's brought back some good memories, and when we're finished, I hope uh, one. I hope that we can do a top fifty. YouTube show because we've been talking a lot about YouTube. Mm-hmm. But two, I hope when we're finished, if you think there's any names that we admit it, that we omit it, not admit it, omit it from the list that should have been there, then we want you to let us let us know. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm looking at this list, and uh, you know, one of the guys we saw at uh, WrestleCade weekend. We did. We did. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I guess I could have answered that with, it's true. It's true. <laughs> We're a clean show, or we'd say the real words. <laughs> right. So, we'll go on and start in the top 20 with number 20. And that is the Olympic gold medalist with a broken freaking neck, Kurt Angle. Yeah, he uh, easy guy to put on the list, right? Easy guy. And we, his line was super long, and we had already spent too much money, <laughs> or we probably would have met him too. Well, and it was almost a race to see whose line was longer at WrestleCade, his yeah. or Kane's. Yeah, Kane, and, Kane was extremely popular. Right. So, you can't, I mean, you think of performers, and not just what Kurt Angle was uh, capable of in the ring, but his work on the stick, his work in uh, backstage stuff, some of the best stuff that, that we've seen. He had, uh, I think, to that one promo he had with Edge, where he was showing, where Edge was showing him pictures, and on the back as he was holding them up, it would say things like "Hi, I'm stupid," <laughs> and uh, yeah, or "I'm with," yeah, like, and and he was making fun of him. But Angle, fantastic, you know. Of course, he kind of he he kind of fed into it unknowingly, but so we he was capable of doing all this fantastic stuff out of the ring. And then you get this dude in the ring. Yeah. Multi-time world champion in two promotions. Mm-hmm. Won the Intercontinental title pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember one of the things that he's talked about is the fact that Vince pushed him to be a heel right off the bat. And he didn't think. He's like, 
I'm the Olympic guy. Why am I going to do that? And Vince was like, trust me. Right. And I, in his mind, and you can go back and watch his early stuff, he never thought he was going to be a heel. He thought he was going to be welcomed into the wrestling community, open arms, you know, pat on the backs, high fives, hugs, cheers, all the stuff. And he started getting told, you suck from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about him in comparison to somebody like The Rock. And I'm sure Vince didn't necessarily see heel on Dwayne Johnson, Rocky Maivia, when he first came to WWE. I, I, I'm sure he was hoping he would be that white meat, that white meat baby face. Uh-huh. But when fans turn on you like that, the easiest thing to do is give them exactly what they want. And, and Vince gave Angle or gave the fans the version of Angle that they wanted. Uh, and then you have him go to TNA. He, he just up and leaves WWE, walks out, shows up in TNA. I mean, was that work just as good or better than his WWE work? Definitely. And that's saying a lot. Right. So, you know, then, of course, his battles with injuries and addiction uh, really cut his wrestling career short. He did come back. In, in recent times and wrestle some, but that version of Kurt Angle wasn't very good. And, and that was just because of the Hall of Fame thing. Right. Uh, that wasn't a very good version of Kurt Angle. Uh, he could barely move. Uh, it wasn't the springy, spry Kurt Angle that we had come to know and love. But Kurt Angle, one of the best performers of all time, he comes in on our list at number 20. And number 19, you could pretty much put in two different Hall of Fames. Either as the Road Warriors in WCW and NWA, or the Legion of Doom in the WWE. But number 19 is Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. You know, I you know how I feel about the Road Warriors. I know you think the Dudleys are the greatest tag team of all time. I think it's one and one A, basically. You don't get a pop named after you yeah. if you're not super over. Right. Were they great in the ring? No. They were just two big, strong, tough guys who were going to beat you up. Yeah. When you got finished wrestling them, you knew that you'd been in a fight. And it was the look, too. The look. I mean, the... The wow, you know, the, the growls, the screams, Paul Ellering. Sometimes they came out on motorcycles. Yeah. I mean, they had the face paint. The Road Warriors, 100%, the complete package. They won the world title, tag team titles everywhere that they, that they went. Um, they even, you know, they even continued to kind of reinvent themselves. Uh, you could tell that by uh, when you look at when they first came to their final run in the WWF. They always seem to reinvent themselves. Uh, unfortunately, Hawk, uh, like most wrestlers during that area, era, developed a bit of a drug problem. Uh, and and I, when I say a bit, I mean it was pretty severe. Yeah. Uh, and it kept him from maybe even greater things. I think Hawk was the better of the two. Uh, Hawk even got a couple NWA world title matches. Uh, most of that was because they were feeding people to Ric Flair. And, you know, and Hawk's skill set 
big, strong, powerful guy. Fits kind of what Ric Flair does. Uh, you know, he he kind of gets he kind of gets beat up, bloodied, and comes back at the end and wins. So that really fit. But I think Hawk would have been a very believable singles wrestler. But I fear had you broke Hawk and Animal up, it wouldn't have been nearly the same. Mm-mm. Uh, and then, and then it's like, what do you do with Animal? So everywhere they went, they did the best things possible, and that was keep them together. World title winners all over the world. They're synonymous with tag team wrestling. I think they're the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. They have a pop named after them, and I'm not talking about the Funko brand. I'm talking about the stadium shaking cheers whenever right. they came out, and that was before the days that you had entrance music. Right. Their entrance music literally was the fans. Yeah. So, coming in at number 19 is Hawk, Animal, the Road Warriors. Yep, definitely. We're putting a little bit of talent there now. I mean, you start with Kurt Angle, you move to the Road Warriors. What's next? Right. I mean, we just did a show about this guy a couple weeks ago. We did. We drew a little bit of emotion. It's one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. And that's Viva La Lassa. I lie. I cheat. I steal. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. Man, Eddie Guerrero. I remember watching this guy in WCW. And I was like, I can remember thinking then, like, ah, he's just another cruiserweight. He's good in the ring, but... Uh, he's, I mean, you know, he's never going to amount to anything. And I think back at myself thinking that, and I'm like, how stupid was I? But I probably had the same thoughts about Chris Jericho, about even a guy who came earlier on the list in the honorable mentions, but Rey Mysterio. Right. But you and I have talked, those guys were never going to get the push in WCW. WCW was not going to circle the wagons around these guys. When your slogan is, where the big boys play, you don't have time for these little cruiserweights. Eddie Guerrero definitely did his best work after coming to the WWE. He was fantastic. Of course, he changed his body. You know, he got he got he got kind of jacked, but he became world champion. He got so many different gimmicks over. You knew anytime Eddie Guerrero came to the ring, it was going to be entertaining. Definitely, and you know he was he could be a heel, he could be a face, but he was over. With the fans, his work with China was amazing. I mean, he did the Latino Heat thing. He did the Lie, Cheat, Steal thing. Uh, and at the time of his death, he was getting ready to get back into the world title picture. Um, you know, I mean, he was late 30s when he, when, he, when he unfortunately passed away. He still had years left. Uh, and, and, I, and they would have been... Very good years. Mm-hmm. He'd have been at the top of the roster till he retired. But uh, um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see all that. But with everything he has done, 
everything that he did in the ring. He could cut a fantastic promo. He connected with the fans as well as anybody in recent history. Eddie Guerrero is one of the all-time greats. No doubt. So Eddie Guerrero comes in on the from corner to corner Mount Rushmore top 50 at number 18. You know, this next guy, a lot of people think that we crap on AEW all the time. And we don't. But it says something that we have an AEW guy in the top 20, right? It does. Now, he's on his AEW work factored into it. Yeah. But it was his work elsewhere. Right. That really got him noticed and recognized. Right. And that guy is none other than the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah. So, Kenny Omega, I shared a video with you recently that he wrestled an inflatable doll in the ring. And it was a really good match. That's how good Kenny Omega is. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, sometimes he puts on these, you know, cheesy Triple H knockoffs like he was doing recently in AEW, and it kind of it, it kind of blurs your vision to the fact that the dude can go in the ring. He's, I mean, he's literally one of the best in the world. Right. He's at the top of his game. He's held multiple titles. Of course, most of that coming in New Japan. Uh, AEW was his first real break in America. Um, he, but he's fit right into the Japanese culture. Uh, but he's taken to American style wrestling just as well. And I think that just goes to show you how good he is because the Japanese style, the American style are two totally different styles. I've seen Kenny Omega in new Japan have matches that go 30, 40, 50 minutes. And they don't stop. There are no chain wrestling moves. There are no headlock, arm lock, wrist lock. Mm -hmm. They're going back and forth hard hitting the whole time. Those those chain wrestling maneuvers are the ones that give, you know, the the American style, they give you your rest, your break, and allow you to set up the next couple spots. In Japanese wrestling, it's all out the whole time. So the fact that he's been on top for as long as he has in Japan and then it translated to America and he's just as over, uh, you know, YouTube and uh, being the elite and all the Cody Rhodes and all that went into helping people in America know who Kenny Omega is. But I've been places before and seen Kenny Omega shirts, the, the cleaner, you know, all that stuff. So... Pretty cool that he's been able to parlay a very, very, very successful Japanese career into a super successful American career. He's currently out uh, getting some bumps and some injuries uh, healed up. I look forward to him coming back, and I'm sure when he comes back, he goes right back in the world title picture. Don't know how you can keep him out of it. So coming in at number 17, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then rounding up uh, this five, um, talking about the best in the world, right? 
this guy literally might be the best in the world. Yeah, when we were at WrestleCade weekend, they had a TNA panel in the early days, and they built that company with this guy. Mm-hmm. They saw something in him that nobody else had seen, and they started from scratch with and this was... You know, this was rumored to be the first first guy they called. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about AJ Styles. The phenomenal one. Yeah. We got to listen at that panel to a guy named Bill Barons, who was a... He was basically the talent relations guy in the early days of TNA. And he told us lots of good stories. He was AJ Styles' manager. Yeah. Like backstage manager. And um, he said that... They decided they wanted to wrestle him and some buddies, and his buddies were were terrible, but he was just naturally gifted, like he was good from day one. So they 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 bring in this guy, they they fill him uh, they fill him with all kinds of knowledge, surrounding with guys, and they just let him flourish. As a matter of fact, we talk that when he left TNA. He told them he didn't want to leave. That he would have taken less money to stay. But the new regime that was in charge of TNA said, nah, that's okay. So he goes to the indie scene and becomes super over. Mm -hmm. I mean, Upon his arrival to the WWE, he might have been the most popular wrestler in the world. Yeah. He went to New Japan, led the Bullet Club, was the world champion. He'd come to Ring of Honor, was the world champion. He was one of these guys that went, whenever he was not brought back in TNA, he decided that he was going to go bet on himself. He was going to go make himself marketable, make himself better. And that's exactly what AJ Styles did. And still to this day, one of the best debuts at Royal Rumble ever. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those that was kayfabe. Nobody knew he was coming. Right. You know, the internet was around then. Nobody knew that he was coming. Right. And I'll never forget watching that, that Royal Rumble. The look on Roman's face. The look on, but seeing, you see this guy walk out and you're like, no way. That's not the guy. No, it's not. And then you see, you don't want none. And it pop up, I am phenomenal. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, that's AJ Styles. Yeah, I got gooseys. You're giving me gooseys too. I got gooseys. Yeah. And then he's, we will never, okay, I'll take back. I won't say never. It is unlikely that we will see another outsider come into WWE and get the immediate push that AJ Styles did. I agree. He's always been in some title scene, yeah. whether it's the mid-card title, the tag team titles like he ha- like he has been recently with Omos, yeah. or the world title. I think he does his best work with, with the world title. I think he is a, no pun intended, phenomenal world champion. Yeah. Uh, I hope he has another world title run in him. Yeah. Uh, you, we hear rumors that when this contract's over, because he, he, ju- he just re-upped. When his contract's over, he's done. He's a big family guy. He's a big family guy. Yeah. That's the tattoos on his side. Yeah. Um, and he has said to multiple people that when this, and I, I don't think he shows up in AEW. 
I don't think he shows up in impact. I think he legitimately is done. Yeah. I am just thankful that we got to see AJ Styles on TV in a major promotion before it was too late. Right. So coming in at number 16 to round out 16 through 20 is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. You know, just one quick note to add to that. He was my favorite wrestler on TNA. He was really good. I mean, he was he was the reason that I tuned in to watch TNA every week. So whenever he came, you know, when, when I would <clears throat> I would create the AJ Styles character on the WWE wrestling game because I mean I mean he was my favorite character or my favorite wrestler, and he and he's still one of my favorites. So definitely, um, definitely deserving to be on the list. And a solid way to wrap out, you know, you know, to wrap out today's show. I mean, real quick to add, he won the uh, New Japan IWGP Heavyweight Championship twice. He was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion three times. Uh, he was the TNA Heavyweight Champion two times. The X Division Champion six times. The first TNA Triple Crown Champion, five times. The first TNA Grand Slam Champion, two times. Uh, He had, he won three year-end awards in TNA. Or no, ten. Sorry, I said three. He's the only wrestler, we found this out, in TNA history to finish the year in the PWI Top 500 as number one. Yeah. He won the uh, Pure Championship in Ring of Honor. And then, of course, in the WWE, he's been World Champion twice. He's been Intercontinental Champion once. United States Champion three times. Tag Team Champions once. And, of course, that makes him a Triple Crown Champion and a Grand Slam Champion as well. So, and that's just some of his bigger accolades. He's won titles all over the world. So... AJ Styles is truly phenomenal. Yep. Most definitely. Well, another solid show. We're in the top 15 now. We are. So this is going to be over with pretty soon. We're getting close to the end. Yeah. And then it won't be long. People will see who's at the top of that mountain. I mean, we've we've taken some heavy hitters off the table. Yep. So if we've... I mean, look at the talent that we had today. Kurt Angle... The Road Warriors, Eddie Guerrero, Kenny Omega, and AJ Styles. Yep. So we got 15 guys who we think are better than those five. Right. That's saying something. Yep, for sure. For sure. And the tag teams are off the table now. There are no more tag teams. Yep. So onward and upward. Onward and upward we go. So wrap us up. We'll... We'll be done. All right, guys. As always, we want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors, of course, are Heiner's White Bread, the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be when it comes to white bread. Darren's Dashing Dinners and Computer Repair, and, of course, Bread Claws and Crouch Family Bakery. Definitely. All right, guys, another great show. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends. That wraps up this episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. 
Tune in each Wednesday as we discuss our Mount Rushmore of wrestling and more. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page and click us a follow on the podcast. Until next time, this is Sean. And this is Neil. Stay safe, friends.